0: Service Radio, Full Service Radio. Full Service, radio. Full Service, Full Service, Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is supported by Compass, the future of real estate in the Metro DC area and beyond. Discover more at compass.com. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com.
1: At The Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, you're listening to The Tidbit, brought to you by Curate. I'm your host, Kim Bryden. So here at The Tidbit, we share tidbits of knowledge around starting a small business with a food and beverage lens. So if you run a small business or have dreams to start one, tune in. You can also sign up for our newsletter that we send out bi-weekly with more tidbits of knowledge. This week is a send, so get on it. Head over to curateconnect.com, C-U-R-E-A-T-E, connect.com, and sign up in the footer. This is episode two of three, where we're featuring different entrepreneurs in both D.C. and Baltimore. So instead of discussing with guest experts these core tenets of starting and running a business, We are featuring these business owners and the amazing products and projects they're working on. And not only do I personally believe in each of these businesses' missions, but I also wanted to feature entrepreneurs from different food industry verticals. So last episode we talked with Mira Kitchen Collective, a cooperatively owned catering business. Next episode, we're gonna sit down with a farmer and chat urban agriculture and value-added products. But today, we are discussing brick-and-mortar cafes and culinary incubators. So a huge welcome to Ryan, Muhammad and Kivon. Hey, guys.
2: Hey, how's it hey.
1: going? Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being here.
2: No, nah, thank you for having us. Okay, thank you.
1: So before um, you know, we get into who you are and why you started this business, I want to sort of set the stage. Uh, you have a GoFundMe page that's live right now. We'll get back into that. But a portion of it reads... We know what it's like to travel miles to get to the closest grocery store only to find foods on the brink of expiration. We've experienced the difficulty of finding quality jobs in our own neighborhoods while other areas in our city sustain robust economic growth. So again, a little more context here. The deputy mayor of planning and economic development, they just hosted a roundtable discussion to focus on retail grocery access. And another show here on Full Service Radio, actually it's called Lunch Agenda, they zero in on food justice in DC. And an article I just read on Urban Turf touted the mayor's plans to add delivery robots to the streets of Ward 7 and 8 to deliver fresh foods. So it seems that there are a lot of different entities who are trying to create solutions to healthy food access, specifically east of the river. And the core mission of your business, I mean, is to also provide a solution to this challenge. But that being said, you aren't just a team of entrepreneurs or or business owners. You're also the customer that, like you alluded to in that portion of your GoFundMe page. I mean, you've lived this challenge, literally. And so I sort of want us to start this conversation by talking about what makes you specifically unique to solve this challenge or at least to start beginning to create a solution to this 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 problem.
2: Yeah, so I think it's just what you said. We're our own customer. You know, we live this, I would say our experience in that and being out of that situation where you know it's not a lot of economic and social opportunities mm-hmm. have formed this group and the dream of the village itself. I know for me personally, you know, I used to live with my grandmother sometimes up a good road and we would go to the grocery store, you know, over a mile. Sometimes we'd have to walk and it'd be the only grocery store in the area. Mm-hmm. And we would go there, not a lot of money, you know, for her to buy her the food to fit her health needs. And even when we did get food, when we come back, it'd spoil, be rotten by that, you know, next day. So I think the problem of accessibility, affordability, and quality of grocery stores in the area, you know, has been a problem for a long time. And that's really been what's driving my purpose. And I know for these guys, you know, I've known these guys forever.
1: Yeah, and you've known each other since yeah. you were eight, eight seven?
2: So I, yeah, I knew Ryan since I was eight. Mm-hmm. You know, we all went to high school together. So, you know, we've all definitely told each other stories about, you know, the different uh, experiences we had, you know, growing up, thinking it's okay that you know it's a convenience store, corner store, and a liquor store on every corner, and that it's the only, you know, real source of food that we have. But really, when you you know experience, you know, the better areas of the city as far as economic and social growth goes, um, you know, you have more grocery stores. You know, currently Ward Seven and Ward Eight have three grocery stores for over one hundred fifty thousand people. Mm. You know, you compare that to Ward Three. You know, they have 100,000 people for nine full-service grocery stores. You know, the discrepancy there is too much. You know, in Ward 8, people have to travel the longest to get to work. So if you had to spend half your check just to get to work and then come back, it's you know, low opportunity, how are you supposed to thrive? So that's our mission to get that there as well. And it goes beyond just bringing, you know, that access of food to the, to the area. You know, you have to teach the culture. You know, I remember a few years back, a Yes Market came right on Pennsylvania Avenue, didn't last long. I didn't think it's because the food wasn't good. The food was definitely healthy, but you have to attribute it to the culture there. If you have a corner store right beside that selling a $1 orange juice versus a Yes Market that's selling $4 orange juice, people not thinking about the health aspect. People think thinking about what can they afford. So you have to make it affordable, and even if people are thinking about the health aspect, you know, they might think, hey, well, this is good for me. You know, I'm good with this $1 orange juice. You know, you have to teach the culture, healthy and eating habits as well. And there right. are definitely programs in the area that's doing that. You know, I, f- I know for a fact, you know, you have Life Assets, Miss Vicki Davis, in the area definitely teaching people how to grocery shop and things like that. But you can never have enough of that. And it needs to be more, again, of us, like the culture, the youth that's been growing up there and understand with the problems that's going up there. And I think that's... Uh, What's going to bring it to the area ultimately?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a complex issue because to your point about the orange juice, one may want to shop at Yes Organic Market, but you also then have to create economic opportunity for people to make more than a basic minimum wage. You need a living wage. You need people to start creating that intergenerational wealth for themselves in order to be, feel confident to shop in a yes organic market. Exactly. So it's not just eat better. It's a whole, yeah, it's a, <laughs> better. Yeah, it's a, a whole lifestyle it's a, it's a change. Lifestyle change so. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything, you know, was there a moment in each of your lives where you sort of had that aha flip where you were like, no, I, I want to start designing a better future for myself or my kids you know whatever it may be
3: yeah um, well for me I, I believe it's you know more recent because um when you're growing up and you're young you know like all of us you know um the corner store was like the place to go you know it had like the the sweets and you know mm-hmm. the the affordable food so you know uh with that um I think it's it's real just you know coming as um uh, a time of change where you start to realize and you start to grow up and you start to see that it's not right, you know, and you start to see like the younger generations doing what you were doing before, mm. you know, especially like the after school crowds of schools all over, you know, that's like the number one target areas are like going for like the, you know, the corner stores of convenience because like that's, that's exactly what it is, you know, convenient, you know, for them. And totally. You know, it doesn't teach them anything, you know. So. And if
1: you go to school in the morning with a Coke and Cheetos, exactly. your attention's gonna be on for maybe an hour yep. mm-hmm. and then you're falling asleep
3: <laughs> yeah if they are doing you know if they are uh, you know on attention and i was a young i was
2: a you know, like advent ice cream truck lover right? yeah. oh and i and i like you know i used to get the pickles get the <laughs> you know the uh, bomb pops yeah. i'm <laughs> not saying nothing wrong with it you know you, you yeah. know you deserve to treat yourself every once in a while but to have that as the only option right you know those dollar you know candy and chips and not any real fresh produce meats you know in the area in abundance Mm. you know just one or two grocery stores it's not right
1: no right
2: and that's what we're gonna bring with the village
1: Ooh, so yeah i let me dive into that so on your instagram page what's the handle again let's shout out to your instagram handle
2: it's vill v-i-l-l dot h
1: great we have a we write up show notes after the you know episode so we'll link to all of that um curate.co slash blog everyone <laughs> so on your instagram page the first post is this awesome look at the faces of you all faces of the founders and the caption reads this is a movement to address the many social and economic challenges we're facing in our communities like we were just talking about so what what is this big vision for the village so talk talk us through a bit your idea of the village and what you're gearing up for it to become because it has this like multi-stage component to it Yeah.
3: so basically um i think it really started with ryan and i you know um we always came about trying to form a business together or in a way of just coming up with ideas from like apps to you know what's the next big thing we should do so um i know with me um i wanted to start a network mm-hmm. and um I was really honestly inspired by, like, Maketo. So, like, seeing how they were be able to innovate, you know, with the restaurant, cafe, uh, retail, you know, retail, yeah. all of that. It gave me the ideas of saying, you know, why not combine together and work with that? So, I know I wanted to start a cafe with Ryan and had, you know, myself establish my network. So, that work, that's where it came about, and we decided to, you know create an opportunity for others to start businesses as well and to have it all under one roof. And then that's when it started to grow into the idea of you know like creating a village atmosphere for people to start small businesses and to maintain it in the southeast area so then you know when we started clicking and saying you know like what's the problems that are faced and you know like what can we help you know we started realizing that hey you know like there's not even any grocery stores there you know Mm -hmm. and then we start seeing that you know there's not you know any real jobs there people have to travel out in order to you know maintain a job and to come back into these areas so then we just started to you know form ideas and just come together and then that's how it really started so then um i think our major goal is to really try and franchise this across across the country you know in like underserved communities because it's really needed so what we want to do is plant the seed of the village and let it grow into its tree and then you know we want to plant multiple seeds across the country so we can have multiple village trees awesome. and let it grow yeah.
1: i love that
2: yeah and just to expand on what you're saying Like you said it's a it's a movement you know to bring different entrepreneurs together and what it in itself is and the vision for it to become is a market style culinary and innovative incubator Mm. so like you said everything on the one roof where you know entrepreneurs from the community can come and start their food businesses or retail businesses and give to the community so it's a cycle. It's you know from the community to the community, exactly. and everything thrives as one, like a village mindset. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, and we plan to you know facilitate you know uh, grocery programs with local farms like Arcadia Farms, DC or Urban Greens. Yep. Uh, we want to work with business, culinary, and uh, mentorship experts to create workshops to again not only just bring that to the area, but teach people business skills, how to start up and expand their business teach people how to live healthier lifestyles
3: and also to maintain business you know so like that's one of the big things we want to do as well is create you know seminars and workshops that can you know teach us you know about like business you know and just the fact of the growth of it so you know it's so many things that we want to incorporate that we actually will be able to incorporate, but you
1: know. Yeah, I always say you may love making jam, but you don't know how to run a jam business. Yeah. And yeah. Th- those are two very different skill exactly. sets, yeah. having a hobby versus yeah. having it be your livelihood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you've, you have, correct me if I'm wrong, but you draw a lot of inspiration from Union Market. Yes. And you have your first potential project in that area. Yeah. Can so, tell me a little bit more. Let's a little teaser. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, the Village Cafe. Uh, it was an opportunity actually just granted to us by talking to one of our mentors, uh, somebody that's, that uh you know connected with Ryan has known Ryan for four years. You know we all just recently met him some months ago, Um we've really grown close. His name is Richard Brandenburg. He's the Eden's culinary director. He's been a great mentor to us. He uh, took our vision to uh, the six billion dollar development corporation in edens and you know just from that relationship they you know granted us a space uh in the union market districts literally adjacent from union market and the new offices that they're building to create a storefront where we can run the village concept
3: exactly it you know like that's like where it starts you know um it's a small seed but you know it's a seed and you know we're being able to plant ourselves you know, or many of us, you know, like mm-hmm. Ryan has worked in Union Market. You know, I've worked at Union Market when it first reopened. You mm-hmm. know, um, so it's just funny that you know all this functions around like it's you know, especially there. the idea of yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and the fact that they're willing, they know what we're trying to do, and you know, they're believing in us. You know, yeah. is really important because it, that shows that you know what we're doing is like meaningful. You totally
1: know? and exactly. So planting that seed of the first Village Cafe, yeah. mm-hmm. and then that vision expanding and growing east of the river yeah. to your dreams of creating this more market culinary incubator style yeah. marketplace for entrepreneurs who are east of the river to start popping up producing exactly. their products yeah. vending
2: important for us too is is we do like the pop-ups but important for us is like main stage. so yes i actually me and ryan we just went to this made in dc event mm-hmm. uh at uh, the the store made in and, DC, yeah, shop made in DC in Dupont uh-huh. Circle, yeah, and we met so many entrepreneurs, and it was it was a uh, African American History Month theme. yeah. So it was a lot of entrepreneurs from the areas we grew up in, World Seven, World Eight.
1: Mm-hmm. And Did you see Rachel from Penny Brew? Mm.
2: Yes, Rachel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <Shout laughs> out Penny we met. Yeah, shout out Penny Brew for real, cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. we actually went <laughs> to a, a brunch that she uh, hosted, catering for. So you know, she got some good stuff going on, and like one of the main things. From Penny Brew to like community cafe mm-hmm. to uh the the cupcake shop that's at Cheers.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, like they all say that like that's one of the main things is, you know, that they don't that they don't have a roof to be under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know, it's, a mm-hmm. lot of, it's a lot of pop ups. Yeah. Yes. And like all of it seems like like you said in the beginning, a lot of people want to do these same things. And the yeah. fact that it's you know, we we have the mindset to do it and they have the mindset to do it, there's no reason why we can't make it
1: happen. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's one shared vision, and so how do we actually create this cohesive place for people to show up and yeah. start spending their dollars? Yeah, instead mm-hmm.
3: of it being like a temporarily, you know, pop right. up, you know.
1: Because if someone loved that product, they're like, "Shoot, where I do I go now?" <laughs> the yeah. next
3: calendar, you know, <laughs> the next event, or they have to, you know, try and follow them around. But
1: right, uh, which is why I, I just personally love you guys and what you're trying to accomplish <laughs> here, you. and I mean. Oh, nice. So, I mean, you have spent the most of your adult lives in in the food industry. So, you know, learning the ins and outs, baristas, cooks, managers. So I'm thinking maybe each of you could tell us more about your sort of professional histories. Ryan. Uh, Yeah.
3: So for me, um, I went to culinary school. and went to CIA in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I came back home, I worked in a few restaurants in the city. And I just honed my craft, and I feel like everything that I've done in the culinary world has set me up for what we're doing today. Totally. And right before I started doing The Village, I was working for Brand Food Homegrown, mm-hmm. making unique snack products, help build that business from the ground up. And now, like, I'm bringing everything that I learned there, the marketing and just, like, making the product.
1: Product development. You know, product yeah. development and mm-hmm. just
3: so amazing just like seeing it on the shelf and everything that i've learned there has just brought me here like i brought all that to the village and Mm -hmm. it's i feel like it's helped us out tremendously
1: yeah that culinary expertise Mm -hmm. that menu development from your restaurant work Mm -hmm. but then also the physical products as well which are both things you need in Mm -hmm. a cafe that's awesome
3: so um with me um gearing towards the cafe i've been working in the you know as a barista and you know supervisor, you know, in cafes for, you know, well over four or five years. So, um, that's where my main experiences come from. And that's just been able to, you know, see and understand the atmosphere of what a coffee shop should feel like. You know, so I've been to, you know, I've worked at different, you know, like many um types of cafes. So I've understand the feel and look, you know, from like a you know, coffee and vinyl shop to this place, Big Bear Cafe in Bloomingdale. you Yeah. Know, that tiny coffee and tea right in Columbia Heights, you know, mm-hmm. so I've gotten to feel, you know, like the atmosphere of it, you know, the love of what it brings, the people who come, you know, the people you meet, you know, I've met so many people working in, in the coffee industry, and I think that's like our way of starting the village is is talking to people, getting that connection, you know, like we're like the morning bartenders for basically the world, you know, we get to find out stories and they get to know about, you know, who we are. And I think that's where like even our connections have come from, you know, for myself personally, you know, um, with so many people I've met. And um, that's why, you know, it's amazing that, you know, we're we're starting a coffee shop. And it's funny, you know, my first ever job was working at Union Market. So I get to start my very first business at Union Market, you know. I think that's Full amazing. circle. Yeah,
1: I love that, and and I love that you're focusing on that ambiance. It's yeah. not just the food products, but sort of if you're the first face that someone sees in the morning. Exactly. How are you setting them up for yeah. success that day? Exactly. I love that.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So for me, I'm Kevon. Um, as far as my industry experience go, I've been working for fast casual type of restaurants since I was 16, mm-hmm. and I started at uh, this job my friend miles got me Avon pain it was a <laughs> cafe you know and um even since, and I, you know i started at Avon pain i've been like to zoop uh zoop's kitchen it's on uh mcpherson square uh, i went to shop house shout out shop house kitchen best <laughs> job ever i've been uh to i work at sweet green currently and i've been a manager you know for over four years um so even starting at Abon Pain, you know, they showed me, like, the ins and outs of, like, how they run a daily operation. Mm-hmm. And as I've gone through my experience and, like, became a manager and understanding, like, costs, inventory, cost right. margins, you know, the effect that, you know, the five cents have had when you enter a restaurant. And just understanding the overall flow of how you operate. Um, like, everything matters uh, from, like, your portioning to, like, your cleanliness. Mm. to the recipes that you make yeah, exactly. and keeping things safe to eat it's just all of it I think everything that I've learned and culminating it has as a you know led me to, to led me to this cafe and it's like like going through all that and seeing how things are running in different restaurants and I've always been like man I know I could like like this chair is in the wrong place like yeah. I, I know we could yeah. put this right here Like, if if I could just move this table that's built in, we'd be good, like, because the flow is better like that. Mm -hmm. And now we actually have this opportunity to make it how we want. Exactly. So, it's like, it's like a dream, like, and it's... We
3: get to incorporate, you know, us, right? you know, and like, how our visions are, you know, because like, that's exactly true, you know, like, from working, you know, at cafes, you know, I would say like, hmm, I wish you know, you may have, you know, done this or moved this in a certain place to have a certain feel for it or a look you know, so Kivon's definitely right on that point on, you know, like we get like, we're the creators of this.
1: Right, and you have the agency and ownership yeah. to call those shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean if something's not working, you have that sort of agility to adapt and iterate yeah. and it's interesting that you talk about all of these different experiences you have because it's almost like you've gleaned the playbooks yeah. of each of these operations, <laughs> right? And so now that you have this knowledge of all of these different, I mean, big corporation, huh? playbooks, it's now yeah. you can put your spin on it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Everything you've learned so far, you know, you be humble, you accept it, and then you take it and make it better. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. And like, that's what growth is.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about your next steps.
0: full service radio is supported by compass discover compass america's first modern real estate company by pairing the industry's top agents with technology compass delivers an incomparable client experience from the first time buyer to the seasoned seller visit them today in dc maryland and virginia or navigate compass.com day or night music is by keto that's k-i-e-d-o keto local producer we'll be right back on the tidbit
1: we're back on the tidbit we are here with ryan muhammad and kivan from the village so guys hey welcome back (laughs) So before we sort of wrap things up and get people to start putting their dollars into you all and growing yourselves in this (laughs) business, um, just sort of high level again, we're starting, we're planting the seed with the Village Cafe, and you're hoping that it grows and blossoms into something bigger, a larger community effort. So again, just give us a full recap of like now until even call it two to five years from now what does that look like what is that sort of timeline when are you hoping that the Village Cafe even opens
3: definitely so Um, within the next two to five years you know um, well within this Next couple of months is definitely getting the cafe open. So between you know May and within the summertime, we should be operating the cafe. And within you know that year, you know we want to start doing our proof of concept, which is basically incorporating our ideas and our game plans to see what works. You know how we can incorporate the communities. How you know we can incorporate. You know, nutritious foods to everything. You know, the farming, um, the the businesses, the seminars, the workshops. We all want to start. You know, creating the concepts. So. We can at least even create the awareness of what we're doing, you know, and that's the right. biggest thing is creating awareness so you know the people can know that hey, you know we have a group of young guys from the city that are willing to try and make a change for all of us, you know so like mm-hmm. who can we connect with you know who can we meet you know within that time and I think from that time we can you know really start gaining the following and you know start creating the partnerships and relationships to you mm-hmm. know then take it east of, of the work of the river to start the full-scale idea of awesome. you know, what we want to get done
1: and even sourcing from of your other exactly. entrepreneurs exactly. maybe it is the coffee yeah or the cupcakes oh yeah yeah that's
2: that's a main program yeah. that we're implementing at the cafe yeah locally sourced. uh it's all locally sourced uh we want to implement a program for the village where uh entrepreneurs from you know the underserved communities can have their products showcased and displayed yeah and we'll even have access to some event space where we can use for pop-up events and kind of create the feel of the village mm. you know so we're gonna be having some events coming soon you know so the village cafe is coming it's gonna Ooh. be by here by May.
1: i am very excited about this so as you know tidbit listeners we are featuring these different entrepreneurs from the dc and baltimore metro areas and their projects so you the listener yes you you will have an opportunity to donate, whether it's $10, $20, $50 even, you choose, uh, to fund one of these projects. So if you can contribute any amount, um, you get to then vote on which project receives the funds. So, Ryan, Muhammad, kivan if you had an extra grand, let's say, what would you do with the money? And how would that help you grow? I know you're in, in the midst of raising capital regardless of... Our contribution. So, so what does that help you achieve?
2: Man, like you said, it's about raising the capital. So, you know, even though we've been, you know, granted this space, you know, we still have we own it. So, we have to start it, and it takes, you know, a lot of startup expenses. You know, from licensing to getting incorporated to just the startup costs of equipment and things like that. Oh, for sure. So, if we were to have a thousand dollars for the Village Cafe, it would definitely be going towards the startup expenses. So especially licensing mm. you know we need you know basic business licensing restaurant you know licensing right uh, alcohol having li- you know alcohol licensing from abra things of that nature certificate of occupancy you know there's a lot of licenses that we need so to get that $1000 you know you say regardless man it, to get the $1000 would be a blessing cuz everything helps in like you know we're all humble kids man so man, we all humble men you know we all humble people so we just want to you know get any help we can to make this happen so
1: absolutely yeah and and I love that you brought up the fact of licenses because many people starting may say I need to buy the lights and the couches I mean obviously that's of course an expense as well but oftentimes we forget about all of the foundational documents and legal things that you need to have in order to start and protect your business so thanks for calling light to that Um, So in closing, is there anything else you guys want to share with the Tidbit listeners?
3: Well, uh, I definitely want to at least give a shout out to, you know, our listeners, you know, Ben, Aaron, uh, our whole family, you know, everybody that tuned in for us. You know, this is an amazing opportunity. And, you know, I want to thank, you know, the listeners listeners for, you know, just taking time to hear us out and, you know, getting to understand the village and what we're trying to do. Yeah. yeah, and
2: thank you for having us. This is a yeah, great opportunity for, for our exposure. This is our f- actually first live event, Ooh. so like you know, for you to be able to do that and like for us, man, it's, it's a blessing. It really is. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, I am so, uh, I am blessed to be in your presence. This is amazing. So where can people follow you, find you, if they want to just you know tag along and look yeah. into your journey more?
3: Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, we do have our Instagram, which is. Ville dot age and um, we do have our website up, VilHyphenage dot com, um, and then our Facebook page, the Village Cafe. Um, and I think we're you know, we're still coming up with our social medias and everything else for us to, you know, um gain tain- to maintain networking and stuff. So um, we do have that as well and then also info at VilHenage dot com for anyone that wants to email us. So, you know, please get in contact with us.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So, like I said, listeners, you get to choose, um, put your money where your mouth is, support our local businesses. So, again, you get to vote on which project receives the funds if you contribute any amount. Uh, That's right. You've got the power to put your dollars straight into the local economy. So, head over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the tidbit. So until next time, remember everyone to scale thoughtfully and source locally.
0: Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.